This is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology show. Your host, Meryl Vandermerva, loves using technology to streamline her life and to make lessons more engaging. She is a graduated homeschool mom and teaches homeschoolers at her local co-op classes and online at fundafundaacademy.com. Whether you are tech-challenged or someone who loves technology, this show is for you. And here's your host, Meryl Vandermerva. Hello, and welcome to the Homeschooling with Technology podcast. I'm your host, Meryl Vandermova, and today is episode 190. And I have back with me uh, the same guest from last week, Natalie Vaughan. Welcome, Natalie. Hi, thanks for having me. And this week, Natalie's going to share tech skills that she's glad she learned, um, obviously reflecting over her time as a high school student. Now, if you didn't already listen to Natalie's episode from last week, she shares a number of uh, apps that she used throughout her her high school career. And I didn't know all of these apps, so I'm sure you won't either. So if you haven't listened, do go and listen to that one. And then also I will put a link in the show notes. You can find the show notes at homeschoolingwithtechnology.com to the interview I did with her last summer where we looked at um, various techie teens and Natalie was one of them. And we looked at her role being a virtual assistant, which she does for me um, at Funder Funder Academy, who is our show sponsor. Natalie is also a teaching assistant for both me and for our Spanish teacher. So with all that introduction, um, Natalie, just briefly tell them again where you're going to college in case they didn't listen last week. Sure. Um, I'm going to East Tennessee State University and studying psychology. All right, so let's get into it. So Natalie's just going to go through a couple of, of skills um, that she's glad that she learned. And I would say if you're, if, you know, hopefully you carry on listening, even if you don't have a teen yet, because these are skills that you can start teaching in elementary school. And you should just be slowly building on them throughout elementary and then middle so that, you know, ideally sort of by ninth grade, um, your child has most of these skills because you can then just be focusing on high school and uh, not be worrying about the skills. And so, you, you know, you will notice that our title is tech skills. I'm glad I learned. She doesn't say when, because <laughs> many of these things Natalie knew how to do long before she came to high school. Right. So Natalie, what is the first thing you're glad you learned? The first thing is operating Google Drive, and this includes docs, slides, forms, sheets, um, all of Google Drive I use pretty much on a daily basis, sometimes all of the apps in one day for various things, and it's an important skill to learn for pretty much any class, writing papers in Google Drive, being able to make PowerPoint presentations in Google Slides, and especially Google Sheets is one that I feel like tends to get looked over, but I use it for budgeting, I use it for um, organizing data, I use it for our funda funda information, <laughs> so Google Sheets is a really important one to also be able to figure out how to learn. And there's so many amazing features on it that often get looked over and the same with Google Docs and Google Slides. So knowing how to do the basic tech skills on those and then also figuring out some of the more advanced features can really level up your presentations and help you stay a lot more organized. And uh, where did you learn some of these skills from? A lot of them I learned in the Google Drive unit study from Funda Funda. I did that um, 
the summer between my eighth grade and ninth grade year. Um, I got it from the high school challenge. Right. So yes. Okay. So it's too late now to enroll your, your child in the um, in the high school challenge. But um, if you're going to have a high schooler next year and they haven't yet done it, do make a note of it. You can actually go onto the page and um, sign up to get notified. But we do actually provide that Google Drive Unicity free. Um, if your child does that. Otherwise, you can pay $20 and get it at any time. And, um, you know, as Natalie said, this is not something you have to wait until high school to do. You really want to do it before high school. And it's a, it's completely um, appropriate for any middle schooler. It's not too hard for them to do. So, and we'll have a link to that as well in the show notes. All right, so moving on. So the first thing is knowing Google Drive. And I, I will stress what Natalie said, is that at college, when you're doing... Um, because I've had four children go through college already, and obviously I keep in touch with many of my old students, but you will often be doing projects with other people. And the way you do that is on you using the Google Docs, Google um, Slides, etc. You work together, and that's how you actually are, are working. Uh, so, you know, obviously during COVID time, many times the students literally had to, weren't getting together. But even when they are, I can tell you from experience, that's what they use. And in high school, as your children start to do online classes, many classes are going to also require that they um, they, they use some of the, the Google apps. And as I said, you, no way Natalie could be working for me if she didn't know have all those skills. All right, so what's your second one? My second one would be digital organization and particularly like schedule making, to-do lists and organization. And one of my favorite websites for that is Trello. Um, Trello allows me to make different cards and boards for different classes or areas. For, so I could have a board for school, a board for my work or for other projects I'm working on. And it keeps everything in one place with to-do lists and keeping everything organized. And being able to do that digitally has really helped me because I can sync it across devices. So it's on my computer, it's on my phone, it's on my tablet, and it helps me keep more organized. Um, having everything in one place. I do also use pen and paper organization, but I enjoy the digital component because it allows me to also set up reminders and stuff like that. And tech just tends to make things a little bit easier and kind of streamlines things. So digital organization is a big thing that I'm glad I learned, um, especially balancing a lot of different extracurriculars and activities. It's good to be able to have that skill. Right. Um, we have episodes on Trello um, that other people have done. So I will link to that if you want, if you're curious what Natalie's talking about, go and listen to some of our previous episodes where we focused on Trello. And again, links to everything we talk about will be in the show notes. Okay, on to number three. Number three is computer safety, um, being able to recognize scams, avoid viruses, uh, making strong passcodes, uh, all of that. Those type of skills are incredibly useful. It's um, a very common occurrence to get scam emails that have something in the title that sounds amazing and you want to click on it, and, <laughs> but you know it's a scam. And 
this is a skill, really all of computer safety that I feel like people know about, but especially with students, I think the tendency is you recognize that there's dangers on the internet with searching and how to do so safely. Um, and the solution tends to be to keep kids away from it rather than teach them how to do it safely. So I think it's important for kids to and students to be able to safely learn these skills rather than just completely be away from tech until all of a sudden they're in college and they don't know how to search safely or how to navigate scams or viruses. So I think parents supervising their kids and allowing them to start building those skills at an early age in elementary and middle school so that way there's less of a shock factor when they get into high school and college is is a big one for me and I'm glad that my parents did that. Yes, I definitely agree with all those things. And again, there we've actually I've actually covered this a few times, um, you know, throughout the life of this podcast, because I, I agree totally with what Natalie says. Okay, let's move on to the next one. All right. Yes. Number four, we have. Oh, my notes crashed. Okay, there we go. <laughs> how to research topics digitally, which kind of ties into searching and knowing how to do that safely. Um, even something as simple as a Google search, knowing how to use the right words to pull up the results that you want and being able to navigate uh, websites to find reliable sources. So government sources or educational sources, as opposed to trying to cite somebody's travel blog and a geography <laughs> or something, um, yes. <laughs> finding good sources and also being able to navigate um, databases like scientific journals. I did that um, in my dual enrollment classes, and I'm sure I'll be doing it a lot more in college as I'm in a science degree. Um, being able to research and find the difference between primary and secondary sources, all of these skills are just very important to have and definitely something to start practicing as early as possible. Okay, your next one people might be surprised at. Yes, my next one is typing. Typing is something that I feel like not a lot of people think about anymore. I know that my parents took typing classes in school, but a lot of a lot of my peers haven't. Um, it's not really something we consider a popular elective anymore, but I did take a typing class in middle school and I am exceptionally glad I did because it's something that I use so frequently when I'm typing papers, when I'm typing for my work. Um, it's it's a very useful skill and you don't realize how much it um, speeds up things until you've until you've experienced it. So I my typing speed is great. It helps things get done a lot faster and it just makes a lot of things a lot easier. And it's something that people don't think about, but I promise you, once you've taken a typing class and have learned the foundational skills and your typing starts to speed up, you'll notice it in your work times. Well, I can tell you, so I pay Natalie by the hour. So it's obviously on a trust story. She tells me how many hours she's worked. And I am always stunned because I'll get to the end of sort of a month and think, okay, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to have no money because, you know, Natalie's done so much stuff for me. And then she'll give me these like 
I shouldn't say this because now she'll know. She can just pad it all. <laughs> she, she will say like, you know, it's five hours. And I'm like, how did you do that in five hours? So recently, and I'm going to put the link to this also in the show notes, Natalie just um, either wrote or ghost wrote or however you want to kind of put the two, 11 blog posts. I signed up to create blog posts on all the skills you need to get into college. And um, I then just kind of threw out a whole bunch of ideas, brainstormed a bit with Natalie, gave us some notes and said, go for it. And Natalie wrote them all. Um, uh, so obviously some of it she was drawing on my experience and my knowledge, and some of it was on her own because she's just gone through this whole process. And I couldn't believe at the end how many hours she billed me for. I paid her extra because she did a fantastic <laughs> job. But I think obviously her typing skills, her research skills, all of this came into play. So I want to just put out there that um, it really does help your kids get a job. Because obviously, you know, Natalie's been one of my students and I could see that she was capable. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, initially we asked her to be a teaching assistant. And then I started saying, hey, could you do this for me and this for me? And her job has just grown over the years because uh, she has all these skills. So super important. You just never know. She, she managed to give up her job in food services because I was providing her with enough work. Yes, uh, very thankful for that. <laughs> right. Okay, so let's get, oh, and typing, that's what I want to also say, is um, we had someone on a while ago who spoke about typing. It was, yeah. I'm going to link to it because she talks about typing games, and this is appropriate for like elementary and middle school. So lo again, long before high school. And so it's something you can get your kids into at a younger age, and she told what um, was successful with her kids. I'm going to link to that too. All right, so second last one. Yes, number six is writing an email. Um, something so simple, but so foundational for so much of communication. Um, a lot of professional communication, whether it's for work or for college mm -hmm. applications or etc., it occurs through email. So having your students know how to write a formal email and how to address somebody that's in a higher position than them and how to politely make requests is a very important skill. And I can say through my years of being a teaching assistant, <laughs> not every high schooler has that skill. Um, <laughs> yeah, so. I'm laughing because you have no idea because the, the, the teaching assistants will share this with, you know, whoever they, they're working for. And, and sometimes also just like the teachers in Funder Funder will share with, with each other the, the emails we get. I cannot stress this highly enough. When your child is sort of starting to get to the point where they're going to be emailing someone professionally, maybe they don't understand something or maybe they think the teacher's got something wrong or the teacher's forgotten something. Maybe just at the beginning say to them, let me see what you write and then give them yes. some feedback because I'll sometimes read this and especially if I know the child, if they're in like a live class of mine at co-op, I'll know this is not a rude child. I know that they are not intentionally sounding like what they are and it will but it will sound terrible. And that's when I'll kind of gently say, hey, um, maybe you should do this and this and this. <laughs> Especially in the age of texting, I think a lot of us are used to abbreviating everything, leaving out punctuation, leaving out any formalities like please and thank you. And um, it can definitely come across wrong in an email, but I can say that being able to write a proper email with formal wording has really helped me with in my college classes. I have been able to email professors asking for help and I've 
even been told like, wow, I, I appreciate you asking so nicely. Here's some resources for you. So people are a lot more likely to help you if you know how to ask politely. Oh, definitely. I, I know I have gone overboard when I've had students emailing me politely, especially when sometimes like I've honestly made an error, you know, I've, I've said something incorrectly or, or maybe it's just a link that stopped working. And when I have a student email and say, I, I'm not sure if it's me or my computer, but I can't get this to work. Could you perhaps help me? And I'm, you know, I will immediately drop everything and go sort it out. And usually, you know, often it is my problem, but at least the way they phrased it, that if it was them doing something stupid, I won't be annoyed with them because they've said it so nicely. Definitely. Which brings us to your final one. Yes, my final one is some basic graphic design skills. And um, I want to clarify, I'm not talking about any advanced Photoshop or super technical skills, but just being able to put together a basic graphic that looks nice is an incredibly useful skill, whether you're making a resume, if you're making an infographic for a presentation that you're doing, anything like that, it's good to be able to make something that gets information across and that looks nice. So I, I've used Canva quite a bit. It's free and it's a very basic and simple graphic design tool where you can make posters and infographics and things like that. Um, and it's great. It can make you look a lot more professional and kind of catch people's eye and see that you put effort into something. Um, so definitely something that I'm glad I've learned and that I've used in a lot of different classes. Right. Um, and again, you know, in a lot of Funder Funder classes, the teachers um, will ask students to produce a poster about something or make a slideshow. I, I know many of my classes, probably all of them, that comes up at some stage that you yeah, have to definitely. do that. And one of the reasons I do that is, first of all, I know different different assignments appeal to different students and there are the odd few I can think of somebody would much rather just write an essay always in fact two of them I can think of they would rather write essays than do any of this but others actually like doing these kinds of things and so right making a movie or making a poster but you know so I'm trying to cater to lots of different uh, styles but even more so the reality is in real life you actually need these things um, I mean, my youngest daughter just got her first job and the final stage when she actually had to go in, um, she had to drive down to where she was going and she had to go and make a presentation and they asked her for a sort of a fun presentation to show her personality, etc. And she used Canva to do it. And at the end of the presentation, before she was taken to lunch or anything else, she was offered the job. And I do think that her Canva skills, and again, she's not an artist, you know, she's just got what Natalie would call basic skills, and but she made it look nice. And, um, you know, I just think that that's why I, in Funder Funder, so many of the teachers, we do intentionally incorporate this because we live in a digital era and we live in an era where all these things are so important. And so our classes are college prep um, and also real life prep. And that's why we incorporate these things. Now, if you, you know that if you go and say to your child, particularly if you have a teen or middle schooler, say, hey, I think you should learn this and this and this, they might just kind of roll their eyes at you. Enroll them in Funder Funder Academy's computer applications class. Many students have told me it's the most useful class they did at college. They can take this from middle school. So if you have a middle schooler, it's great. Let them get these skills before they get to high school. And we cover everything apart from typing. 
Um, we don't really talk about writing an email either. Okay, but every other thing that Natalie mentioned, the Google Drive unit study is actually incorporated. We go into a little bit more detail, but it's pretty much the same thing. We do Trello and various other ways of um, digital organization. We cover computer safety. I cover creating passwords, recognizing scans. We do all of that. How to research. We've got two or three modules just on research. Um, and then graphic skills. We do Canva. Um, we do uh, Adobe Spark um, and various other ways that you can do things as well so that kids can like look and see all the options out there and pick what actually works best for them. And this is actually the class that some of the apps that Natalie mentioned last week that I didn't know about, I'm going to go and incorporate because we talk about study habits and literally everything. I try to make it as useful as possible and we do update it. We, even, we have audio, um, video, everything you can think of. Uh, so do take a look at that class. Um, I haven't yet had anyone say they think it was a waste of time. You can look at some of the reviews. And uh, well, Natalie, thank you again for coming. Yes, thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. And as I said last time, if your child takes Spanish or geography and possibly economics, depending on where I decide to use Natalie, but those are the two <laughs> that she's, she's always teaching assistant for Spanish and, uh, and geography. So she's not the only one because we have big classes, but if your child gets a Natalie, this is, this is Natalie. Yes. And, <laughs> and go and check out the blog posts that she's written. They are as useful as this has been. I think you can realize that uh, homeschooling works. There are some very competent homeschoolers out there and Natalie is definitely <laughs> one of them. Well, thank you. Well, thanks, Natalie. And uh, we'll see the rest of you same place, same time next week. Thanks for tuning in to Homeschooling with Technology with Meryl Vandermerva. Visit her at fundafundaacademy.com and homeschoolingwithtechnology.com. Homeschooling with Technology is a production of the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network.